Welcome to the Frisco Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Ellis, and on this episode, we are joined by Uma Mohan from Growing IQ. Uma, welcome to the show. Thank you, Scott. Thank you for having us. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a while because Wendy and I had the opportunity to come to the one-year anniversary of Growing IQ, and that's where we met. Mm-hmm. And Mayor Cheney and some other folks came out to help you guys celebrate as well. It was very fun. Yeah. And we got to see something that I think is is unique in education in Frisco. And that is growing IQ and, and the not only the approach you take, but the I guess the specific disciplines that you're focused on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what that is at, at Growing IQ? So at Growing IQ, our main goal is to develop the right brain skills. Uh, having the child, uh, kids under 10 years or 11 years old, they are uh, 90% right brain strong. So what it means is their out-of-box thinking ability is at, uh, at max. And having that given, we give the opportunity for them to analyze the concepts using hands-on materials. So a four-year-old child be able to discover the abstract math of zero concept is something unique to us. What does that mean? So discovering the abstract math of the, and the concept of zero. So a group of kids, like say four or five kids uh, in a cl- classroom setting and having given the manipulators and asked to share con- uh, among themselves, they, they look around and they say, okay, I know this kid, I, do, I, I know my friend, and I don't know this kid. So they start sharing their, uh, say, 10 manipulators of counters of orange or uh, animals, dinosaurs, whatever the counter is. They start sharing among them. And finally, there will be one kid who's like, oh, I don't know this kid, so I don't want to share anything. And that, boom, the child is discovering the concept of zero. And they, uh, uh, zero is a very uh, interesting uh, number because any number we cannot visualize, especially zero is something you cannot visualize. You cannot even show it, quantify it. Right. And this discovery is going to go in long term. The same child, when uh, playing with the blocks, they connect two triangles and make it a square. They are making that discovery. And as they grow up in the area of uh, the square and all those things, they'll be easily able to identify saying, oh, it's half of the triangle. If I know this, then I will be able to figure it out. So having the concept be able to uh, uh, use it further uh, without memorization is our focus. Okay, so we're really focused on and forgive me if I don't characterize this exactly right, correct me, but it is it is uh, critical thinking. It is uh, spatial to some spatial, degree. Spatial uh, reasoning, mm-hmm. uh, logical analysis, um, uh, ability to recall and reapply the math concepts without memorization. So our program is uh, uh, very unique because we do not have electronics. We do not have any paper base. So it's more of hands-on materials given the manipulators, given as scenario question, like in today's uh, school, each and every child is working with their word problems, but how to synthesize the problem? What is given? What do I need to find? And how can I use to visualize it and hands-on sensory-based materials? Then they are able to uh, figure it out, and the confidence level goes up when they have it known for themselves. They don't have to memorize going to multiplication. They don't have to memorize because they know exactly how the values are derived. In a sense, and I'm just trying to help make make sense out of this for myself, but it reminds me of when I was in, and this would have been high school, but when I was taking algebra, right, we always had to answer the story questions of, you know, a train leaves Chicago and a train leaves New York, and you got to kind of figure out different speeds and how they're moving and what the, you know, 
when they're going to, you know, run into each other or whatever the case was. Um, but it, it always, I think at that time, trying to learn that, it, it didn't necessarily make sense in the same way as you guys are helping kids make sense out of math because they're really getting very hands-on with this. They're not learning an equation first and then trying to apply it yes. to something. We're looking at math and how it applies to real world objects or shapes or what have you mm -hmm. and then how do those things fit together yeah i can give you a quick example like yeah, the value please. of pi we all know it's 3.14 and da, 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 da. we can expand it to the nth place value but how did the value of 3.14 to pi was derived that's uh, if a child is able to uh, uh, discover it then the child remembers it forever. So any given circular object, be it this circular object, if you measure the diameter and go around the circumference, and it's always three and little more, a four-year-old or a six-year-old or even a seven-year-old discovering this, like why is it always three times and a little more? That's when we bring out the concept explanation, saying this is what is pi, and uh, this is what uh, the circular object uh, uh, value of uh, the pi, pi is. And once they do that, when they go up to the level of area of circle, then they'll be able to easily apply it saying, oh, pi r squared, I know what pi is because I discovered it. It goes three and a little more. Mm -hmm. And uh, what is radius? Because I measured the diameter. Diameter is two times of radius. And I know what the radius is. So they don't have to memorize the formula. Rather, they are just applying the concepts because they have discovered the concepts. Okay, so I have to ask, on March 14th, do you guys do something special for Pi Day? Yes. <laughs> what is that? I'm just curious. We had uh, kids, uh, different, um, uh, we had Play-Dohs for small uh, level, uh, lower level kids uh, that they were creating their own uh, uh, activities uh, out of it, creating fractions and all those things. And older kids, they were having a project you know, with the Pi, so each level have their own activities for Pi Day. Fun. I love that. <laughs> Um, and, and I wish I would have had this kind of math training when I was a kid. I was more math-centric. I did not so well in English, we'll just say that. I did much better at math, but there were still a lot of concepts that were hard to get my head wrapped around or that took a lot of work to really understand. And so I love where you guys are going with this because, you know, we've kind of talked about applying it to objects and to shapes, but there are a lot of other areas of life that math applies to. And as a musician... I recognized early on that music was a big part of that. And I think I remembered seeing some music stuff yes. there as well. Can you talk a little bit about that? We do have a program called Math Music Motion for the toddlers because they love to walk around, jump around, move around, and they like to listen to music. So a toddler listening to one little, three lit, two little, three little butterflies, rather than just singing it as a song, they are, we are helping them as learning as quantities. Every time they say one little, they are picking up one butterfly, two butterflies, three butterflies. So they are, right then and there, they are learning that abstract numbers of one and two and three, mapping it to quantities. So that's how uh, we have this program. There's all, uh, it's also related to music and motion because anytime we say uh, a daddy note, uh, which is the whole note, mm -hmm. which has the four counts, like a child marching in the band, like they st stamp it for four counts. There, then the mommy uh, count comes where the mommy stomp is three times, like one, two, three, and then the next count comes. So they do marching within the classroom and they do the counting so they know exactly the, what is mommy note is like four counts, which is the whole note, and then the daughter half note. Uh, and the so they're learning notes. a little bit of music as well, a little yes. music theory in there. I love it. Yes. 
how did you guys get started in this? This is, is, is such a unique program. Uh, what made you want to open this up and how did you guys come to Frisco and, and bring them? Um, we actually moved here for uh, work and we moved from California in 2015. And uh, when we came here, I was looking for an enrichment program uh, similar to Growing IQ because my kids were in this program back in California for almost two years. and. Um, I was looking something that is unique. I don't. I, I wasn't looking for anything that's uh, more of uh, memorization. I wasn't looking for um, fast facts, uh, all those things. But something that's hands-on with helping them to analyze the situation and be given and be able to op, uh, look for efficiency in their uh, solutions. And any place that I went for at that time, uh, when they said critical thinking or hands-on or like, um, math um, problem-solving skills and all those things, I couldn't uh, find anything that had like ability to assess a child at their level. Rather, everywhere it was paper-based assessment mm-hmm. or technology-based assessment. A child might have a bad day and going in might reflect in there. and. Um, at the end, it's homework is what matters for them. Like I, I don't want homework. If a child is coming to your location, I'm pay, uh, is bringing them in for a certain reason for analyzing it. So that's where I, I couldn't find anything close to what Growing UNQ was providing. And when uh, my kids were coming back from school uh, in Texas, like the first few weeks, they were like, oh, I learned this concept back in California in Growing IQ, so I don't have any questions. And these are the concepts that I have problem with. And third grade is uh, big time in multiplication. And my kids came back and saying, oh, I did it, and I'm fine, and I don't have any questions. But this uh, problem is something new, and I don't know. So something that's not been uh, school districts are great in Texas using the manipulatives, but the time limit is uh, constraint is there. Mm-hmm. So they have the time that they want to ask questions, but the time is uh, given time is not enough. So given that, and I was looking for various uh, centers, and I couldn't find anything, and that's when we decided to bring this to Texas. Okay. So uh, when did in growing IQ opened up when? Uh, it's been in uh, uh, business for two years almost. Okay. So near two, near two. Yeah. So this leads me to two uh, follow-on questions. Um, first, as kids are coming in, you are doing some kind of an assessment to understand where they are. Is that correct? Yes. So the assessment is also unique because we do not give any papers. Uh, when they come in, we have all the manipulatives uh, laid on the table, and we allow the child, uh, depending upon their strengths, they will lean to either a tangram or a blocks or number-based puzzles, whatever they are comfortable with, we allow them to pick that. That shows us what their strength is. Is it spatial reasoning or uh, numbers, which is like um, critical thinking, are they able to? Then we uh, allow them to show us, demonstrate, okay, what do you know about this? How do you, like, then we uh, slowly start introducing a a, a problem and how comfortable are they feeling? Are they, like, really afraid of the problem? Uh, Or are they feeling comfortable to take that uh, problem and solve it using the manipulators? And are they able to deepen it down to reason it out why they are giving that solution? 
and there, there were some kids who come in and like oh do i get to use all the manipulators here <laughs> like yeah and then there are some kids who come in like oh i am afraid of math i don't want to i don't want to talk okay fine just use whatever you feel comfortable and they start using the blocks and they start building things then we talk about perimeters and to see uh, when we talk about perimeters we are evaluating their strengths in addition they do not know about that but they are building it and as they build we have these mathematical discussions and to we will be able to assess so we allow the child to show their ability rather than uh, write and uh, show their talents okay so we're going to do the assessment and then we put them into whatever part of the program is most So the well grouping suited. is uh, based on the ability of the child, not yeah. by age or grade. So right. uh, once we identify what level of growing IQ is, they have, uh, they'll be in, they'll be uh, mapped to that. Each level might have gifted and talented group or um, uh, an average performer group. Whatever be the level, it could be even like hands-on, like more of um, crafts-based learning group, or it could be more of puzzle-based or challenge-based groups. So the ability, uh, if a child is like struggling, why put the child in a gifted and talented group and have the child still feel bad? Rather have them in the uh, uh, on par level so they can... uh, uh, advance more, have a deeper understanding. And, and are you finding that over time that this program is helping kids either catch up or get ahead of where kids that don't have exposure to this kind of, of, of learning Yes. Are? Is it really advancing? We have uh, kids who are gifted and talented kids, as well as who are being uh, uh, on average and are struggling as well. So all ranges are there, and the gifted and talented kids are able to take a deepen and see why it is what it is, and then move up the level. Uh, whereas uh, struggling kids, they we take them back step. Why are they struggling? Where are they? What are the puzzle pieces that that's missing in their understanding? So we take them back to uh, strengthen their fundamentals and then move up. So once they discover the concepts, they have the ten, uh, confidence that they have. They know it because they discovered it, and they remember it. So what if I'm wrong? Fear goes away. If that fear goes away, they're confident and they're able to address the um, challenges. And parents have come back uh, saying that, oh, their grades have started going up, not just in math, in other subjects as well. So it's showing up in uh, their academics. Okay, very good. I really, I, I love what you guys are doing over there. And it's, it's to me, it's almost surprising that we haven't seen programs like yours come along a lot sooner. I mean, there's the... The benefits of understanding math in a real-world environment and having that self-discovery so that it reinforces what you're learning um, just feels so important to me. And there's so many benefits of that. Now, I'll admit, I'm a little bit of a, you know, I'm a geeky programmer sometimes, and I do a lot of very math-centric things. Uh, You know, my wife sort of pokes fun at me once in a while because on Sunday mornings it's a cup of coffee and whatever the astronomy space show is I can find on TV. Um, And yet, everywhere I look, it's math. It It is... everywhere in life in ways you never think about it or imagine it or sometimes don't even realize that you're doing math but yet here we are 
Um, and, and having that real world application is just so powerful if you can instill that at a young age because they yes. can really just branch out and take that in so many directions. Yeah. So that's where we have the math camps where we are giving our kids opportunity to see how math is related to art, how math is related to music, math is related to nature, math is in uh, STEM, uh, and as well as uh, and, uh, all the concepts that you can think of. So we have a five weeks math camp that's going on in July and August. Okay, very good. So it's yeah. a summer camp. It's a summer camp. But yeah. it's a math summer camp. Yeah. But it's a fun math summer camp. Yes. <laughs> Everything is hands-on, project-based, and it's a full day activity. The reason we chose to be a full day uh, camp because uh, spring and winter we had half days and kids didn't want to go and parents are like wow. it's been a struggle every day we are like uh, pulling the kids out whereas they don't want to go it's like 12 o'clock 12 30 is the camp ends the kids are here until two o'clock why not extend it as full day was the parents request so we heard the parents request and we said okay we'll make it as a full day wow i mean how many parents have ever dreamed of their kids saying no i don't want to come home i want to stay and do math <laughs> I'm sure that's not how they phrase it, but that's the yeah. idea, right? That's I mean, uh, so, uh, winter camp, uh, the parents' feedback has been like uh, every other camp we had been uh, pulling the kids, saying, okay, let's go, let's go, it's getting late, I need to go to work, I need to drop you. But here in this camp, I'm like, the kids were 30 minutes ready uh, ahead of uh, the schedule, and like <laughs> they're rushing us, let's go, I'm running late for the camp. So is it just one summer camp this year? Uh, yes, five weeks we have. Five-week camp, yeah. but it's it's one continuous session no each week they can uh, enroll separately okay so they can enroll on a per week basis per and week it happens basis. but it's going over five weeks yes okay and that's in june and july you said july and august july and august okay we'll make sure everybody knows about that and that's on the big summer camp list coming up that'll be a good one for yes. them to uh to participate in uh, who is what is the age range of the kids you were there i know you said up to sixth grade at the top but what's the low early age, I should say, the low So end. for Growing IQ program, we have it from three and a half years old. Um, for math, music, motion, the toddler program, we start from two and a half years. Okay. Yep. So effectively, you're, you can take them from about two and a half years old all the way up through sixth grade. And by yes. then, they've probably got a pretty solid idea of what's Yes. What's so happening. their understanding of math concept is solid. The ability to analyze and apply the concept without memorization of fear is uh, well-defined. And they know what their facts are. So uh, all that they are doing is taking their fundamentals and moving on as they move up their grades. And what are the class sizes or group sizes like? It'll be one to uh, max four teachers. Uh, uh, the four, uh, that's, um, if you have more than four, then the second te uh, teacher will be in there. So it's a small size uh, mm -hmm. uh, group. Uh, the reason why we keep it small is we able to understand uh, the child's strengths and weaknesses and uh, the reason it's the same teacher and the student group is the teacher will be able to define their lesson plans based on their st uh, students uh, strengths and weaknesses okay so instead of having any random teacher walking inside the classroom and connecting the class we define it as a, a student teacher group defined well defined and they uh, move on it's a year-long program it's not a short-term fix and like their parents were like oh i have my kids are going to enter into star uh, come this uh, may can you help us out uh, yes we can help you but uh, provided you are looking at this as a long-term investment in your child it's not a short-term fix we are not a tutoring program right we are not a uh, um, like problem fixing uh, one-time fix we are looking something as a long-term th that's a real important distinction i want people to get a hold of this is a 
math learning program. It's not just tutoring. It's not just, uh, again, a short term, you know, help me get over the hump. I'm having a hard time with this. This is a an approach to yeah. math. Um, math is just a subject. If a child is, a, if you want to instill the critical thinking, logical reasoning, spatial analysis in a child, this is the program. And math is just a subject that we take it as a channel to help them. That makes sense. Talk to me a little bit about the spatial analysis part of that. What is what does that mean to people that may not I- I know exactly what the spatial analysis is? So when kids are um, using the manipulatives, the blocks, for example, they, uh, you might be looking at it in 2D, but if you have to look at it in 3D, there might be something hidden behind the stack of blocks. So trying to be able to think differently, uniquely, turning around, like say, for example, uh, the cube the cube arrangement, what can be the number? Like I see the front uh, top and the side, what will be the back number? A child be able to uh, think in their brain and aligning it, okay, if I see one and two here, three has to be here, four has to be here because I see five here. Six will be the bottom. So be able to think spatially, analyzing it, given a uh, manipulators, that's where it is. Okay, so it literally is thinking in space yes if you will, i mean in, uh, in three dimensions yeah in that way. architecture uh, spatial um, um and not everywhere we see the spatial uh, reasoning thing very useful okay uh for parents that are interested in this how can they enroll any time does it kind of sync with the school year what do they need to know if they want to get their kid involved uh, the, they can enroll any time of the year uh, we have the free assessment, uh, so they just need to go to our website, Texas location, and enroll it for a request for a free uh, assessment. So we'll be uh, scheduling it. Our uh, hours are in the after school hours. Um, we also cater to the homeschooling parents, so during the daytime we are available. So if there are, we do have a few kids coming in as a homeschoolers uh, for math enrichment uh, to our program during the daytime. And um, it's uh, the year-long program, so it's not something like school year alone. You don't have to wait for August or something. You can help the child uh, strengthen their math skills during the summer as well. So um, you can reach out anytime. And it sounds like they have fun doing it even in the summer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and just so people know, you started this with your husband, correct? Um, I started this for my own kids. Uh, yeah. That was the focus. And um, I started with, uh, uh, it's my uh, program here. Okay. And uh, um, it's a joint venture with the owners. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Very good. Well, is there anything else that we should know about Growing IQ? I'm sure you get a lot of different questions from parents, a lot of things that people are curious about. Is there anything we've overlooked or that, you, in, in particular, that you would like to make sure that people know about your, your program? Uh, it's hands-on, uh, discovery-based. So once a child discovers the concepts, they are going to remember uh, because they discovered it. Uh, and um, it's uh, no homework for the kids. Uh, so when they are done with the class, we want the parents to come in for the uh, brief session because we want them to know exactly what the child learned mm-hmm. and uh, did the child understood the concepts or were they struggling? Uh, did we do multiple rounds, different types of manipulatives or what it, uh, the child learning st- structure was on that particular day? We want to give that feedback. And why we are giving this? Uh, during the day, uh, week, rest of the day, we want them to show a real life example. So for example, if you are doing f- fractions, 
go home cut an apple show them what's uh, the fractions in there or uh, go home play legos with their kids ask them to see how many dots are there and how is it ma- related to multiplication make it as a real life example or go to grocery shop with your kids give them 20 dollars say i need this many pounds of apples how are they from uh, looking at it are they able to uh, do the math concepts that they learn using and then once they start doing the all these ma- uh, arithmetics on their head that's the abstract math that they are doing it on uh, in space all right very good well it's an amazing program love the facility and all the different things you guys had going on there truthfully i kind of wanted to sit down and play but i don't think that was really appropriate and we were celebrating that day, so. Yeah. <laughs> but no. You're welcome. Anytime we are planning to have a game day. Uh, for there have been many parents who have asked us, like, okay, we want to come and see exactly what it is. And our current current students' parents have said, like, can we come and play those games that our kiddos have been talking so much about? So, we uh, heard parents' requests. So we're going to have a game day in the uh, end of April. So we'll be annu- announcing that shortly. Oh yeah, definitely keep us posted. We'll make sure yeah. we help you guys get the word out there. That sounds amazing. And Uma, thank you so much. You're really providing a very valuable service to the, the children of Frisco. So thank you so for much. For all you parents out there, please take take a good hard look at Growing IQ. Uh, look them up online. We're going to link up all of this stuff so that you can easily find them on their website. Are you guys doing anything on social media? We have a Facebook page. Facebook um, page? Um, and the website. Okay. So we'll make sure we link all that stuff up. All the contact info will be there. If you've got kids in that age range, starting at two and a half, all the way up to about 11 11 years years old, uh, which is sixth grade, then please take a look at Growing IQ. And thank you so much again, Uma. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Scott. All right. And thanks to all of you guys for tuning into the Frisco podcast. We'll talk to you next time.